Hi, welcome to Quid Pros Quo. I'm Rin. And I'm Zach. And today we are talking about randomness and world building. So Zach pitched this idea to me, and I just absolutely love the idea of using randomness and world building. But do you want to talk some more about it? Sure. Um, when I am creating a setting or a backdrop, whether it's for a role-playing game or a short story or a novel, one of the things that invariably comes up is that there is just so much stuff to decide. And because there's so much stuff to decide, it can be easy to fall victim to analysis paralysis, where it's like, oh, I need to decide all of these little decisions about, like, the coins and the economic system and the government and the culture and all of these things. And it can often feel very overwhelming, especially when we're comparing ourselves to other really good world builders, not taking into account how long it took for those worlds to take shape. I'm looking at you, Middle Earth. Um, and one of the things to recognize is that you can use randomness to get around that analysis paralysis. And sometimes we get a little antsy about being random inside of creativity because we think that it's all supposed to be deliberate. Um, but this goes back to something that we've talked about in prior episodes about creativity as organization rather than creativity out of nothing. Um where if you consider creativity as creating something out of nothing, randomness is going to something is going to be something that is really uncomfortable because it's like, well, I didn't make it though, so is it really being creative? Um, but if you see um, creativity as an act of organization, where you're taking the elements that exist out in the universe and you're putting them together into something that is new because of the order and the form that it's in, then randomness makes perfect sense. Um, because randomness gives you the raw material to then go and make something out of it. Exactly. And the thing I was going to say earlier was, like, if you're doing all this world building, it's hard because a lot of it doesn't even make it into the final story. Yep, yep. Uh, it's like the idea of like the iceberg, and then Brandon Sanderson has this idea of the hollow iceberg, mm -hmm. where you build just enough under the water so it looks like it's okay, and it's like totally solid, but in reality, you haven't done that. But that's, again, another episode, so let's keep talking about randomness and world building. I love that. I, I love that metaphor. That's awesome. Um, if you're familiar with tabletop role-playing games, the idea of using randomness should be really familiar to you since uh, many source books come with these lovely dice roll tables where you can be like, oh, you come upon a village, and then you just pull out your three six-sided dice and you roll them and you're like, and this village is a trading town that is on the coast and its problem is that it's ruled by a mob boss. Like, you just have magicked into existence this uh, village that you didn't know anything about before and now you can work on it and you can start asking questions about it to flesh out the world around it. Yeah, I, those tables are so helpful. Since we recorded our last episodes, I've started DMing a, a campaign of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Which is like super fun, but they were like, we're going to raid this hag's house and it's like full of magical items. And like, I can't think of all these magical items. So I pulled up like 100 items in a hag's lair and I rolled a D100. Uh -huh. And it was fantastic. And that helped you to get through it in the moment where it really counted. Because when you're performing as a as a DM, you don't have time to be like, oh, pause, I need to go and figure this out. Like you can't yeah. do with a book. Exactly. 
So let's talk about some ways to use randomness. First, you need to use it for timelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you want to talk about this? Because this is your... Yeah, for sure. Um, I love using random generators for timelines. I've written code to do it for my own projects. And basically, you have one table for random events, and then you decide how many years you want in between events, and then you grab a dice that is going to give that to you. So if you want the maximum to be 20 years then you find an icosahedron somewhere, you know, a 20-sided die. And then on the one chart, you'll roll to figure out which event happens, and you plug it in at the next date. So if you're starting, like if you're writing a uh, a near-future science fiction novel, you say, okay, I'm going to start my timeline at 2022. You roll one die, and it gives you five years, so you go forward to 2027, and you roll on the chart, and it says plague. And you say, okay, in 2027, there's some kind of plague. And then you just go and you figure out what the rest of the what the rest of the timeline is. And in that case, and this is the case for all of um, all of the examples that we're going to talk about, randomness is a point of departure. It's not the final destination where you're going to recognize, okay, maybe this doesn't make sense. So you just toss it and nobody's going to nobody's gonna hunt you down. It's not illegal. You just toss it. You just toss it and you move on. Um, but you can get some really interesting stories out of this. For example, I was doing a timeline for my nano project last year and I realized that there was a colonization event and then there was a civil war event and I was like oh well maybe and I looked at the the event right before it and it was uh, like raided by vandals or something along those lines and the story that I began to tell myself was oh okay so this society had been ransacked by you know uh, vandals or whatever and in the midst of all of this happening, the leadership decides, you know what would be a really great idea right now? We should go and start another colony. And in the process of doing that, they stretch their resources even thinner, and so the people become become angry about it. And so you have a ruler or a person in power who leverages that anger in order to start the civil war. And so I have like a mini story there that I didn't need to put that much effort into getting the raw details down yeah, because of exactly. the random the randomness of it. Yeah, and that just goes back to using more tables. And you can find these tables online or in source yep. books. You can make them yourself and then reuse them for various projects. Mm-hmm. So, the ni- I think one nice thing about using randomness is like your sources can be the same from project, like, to, project. project to project. Yep. Uh, but it will be different enough because you're arranging them in a different order. Yep. And we, like, our brains recognize patterns, but if there is no pattern, (laughs) you can't recognize it. So some other examples that we can think of are um, conlanging. We did an episode not too long ago about conlangs, um, where you can create tables for different linguistic features, depending on how uh, deep into the weeds you want to go for that. And then you just say, okay, roll on the table and you find out that you have a language that uses subject verb object order and the adjectives come after the nouns and you just go through and you do that. You can also use it to come up with characters, locations, biomes, cultures, you know, anything. Basically, you can make anything with a random generator. All that you need is the right tables and enough imagination to put the elements together. Um, Rin mentioned that you can find these in source books. One of the ones that um, I like to use is Worlds Without Number and Stars Without End are two great resources for this. You can find um, 
There are versions of them available for free on Drive RPG. We'll put some links in the description to this episode. You can also use coin tosses or dice rolls to resolve ambiguous situations. And this doesn't just go for, like, role-playing, and we have an episode on role-playing coming up. Yep. Um, but you can use it, like, these role-playing tactics in your writing. Mm-hmm. Like, I was using the fate system to write a scene in my NaNoWriMo project also last year. And it was like, yeah, it makes sense for them to, like, almost get caught, but not quite. And, like, Mm -hmm. the dice rolls help me decide that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're ever like, oh, I don't know if they should succeed or fail, and you don't want to go into a super in-depth, like, literary analysis of, like, the structure and all of that, just rolling some dice can help you amp up the tension a lot. Um You can also use uh, random tables to generate um, razors and Mad Libs. Razors is a term that I heard first from a role-playing newsletter by John Four, which is basically a mashup of two intellectual properties. So it's basically a comp title. So you have a table where you put in a whole bunch of comp titles, and then you roll the dice, and you say, this intellectual property meets this intellectual property. So, for example, my nano project two years ago was Ender's Game meets Romeo and Juliet with zombies. So I have Ender's Game, I have Romeo and Juliet, and I have zombies. So I have my three-part razor, roll it on the dice, and I can... That's not how I came up with the idea. But you can use it to come up with ideas that way. Um, there, I also have some short stories that I've been thinking about recently, um, which I describe as, like, Spirited Away meets Stardew Valley. So you will notice that Stardew Valley isn't even a book. It's a video game. Um, and Spirit Away is a movie, so you can mash up any kind that you want. Yeah, because stories are not just found in books, they're found... Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Everywhere. Um, Mad Libs are a sentence... Like, I'm sure you played the game Mad Libs, where you have, like, the blank that you fill in with, like, random nouns or adjectives. Yep. Um, and that just helps you create the beginnings of an interesting story. It's something along the lines of a noun is... Um, it, yeah, a noun is verb, and uh, the heroes need to verb the first noun because reason, like as an example. Yeah, so if I were going to come with a Mad Lib for the story that I'm working on, it would be like, a witch gets captured and then has to escape and free the rest of her coven. Yeah. So that's like... Super generic, but, like, you can move in and, like, get more in-depth and closer to whatever you need to do. Like, again, this is a point of departure, not a point of arrival. Right, and if I were to use your Mad Lib and take out the verbs and nouns, I could say a centaur needs to hunt a giant beast and then um, return back to his village i guess which is a totally different like totally different story but still using the same mad lib to arrive at that story exactly uh i think that's all we have for you today do you have anything else you want to talk about no i just wanted to say that randomness is so great if you've never used it before just give it a try it will change your life and we want to uh, we want to hear from you if you have any ideas for ways that you have used randomness inside of your inside of your writing and your world building Whatever. We want to hear about it. Let us know. Social media, email, whatever works. Um, But this has been Quid Pros Quo. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.